Yeah, that makes sense. And that's where, for me, it's just the experience, strength, and hope. Like, I'm just telling you my experience, strength, and hope if I've had similar situations, but I don't always know what's best for them or what they should do in the moment. And I want them to feel free to make mistakes. And then I'm not going to judge them if they make mistakes. And so much of that really was a result of a return to love. And a lot of the things she said, which is, oh, one of my favorite ones that she talks about in that book is, do I want it? It's okay. So she talks about it's more about the picture that's in the frame than how ornate the frame is. Tell me more. Basically, it goes back to that surfacey, you know, whatever. Am I coming from behind the belly button or the fingertips? Right. So she's saying what's really important is what's in your body and your your beliefs and your spine your whatever um than how the outsides are appearing and how ornate the frame is like you could just have a simple frame it's really what is important to everyone is is the photograph inside of it that's what should i mean i would go one step further that i know for me being a lot in my brain a lot is sometimes my story or narrative about what's really happening isn't really ever 100 yeah exactly Exactly. i just have that pattern and that story vibration whatever you want to call it you know that this is what's going down but it doesn't necessarily it's not 100 percent true exactly and that to me is the biggest um growth i think when we can even recognize this may not be 100 percent true that is a miracle is a shift in perspective so the minute i can even conjure up hey this story i'm telling myself may not even be true that is more than 90 percent of the population will ever do in their lifetime that part alone needs to be celebrated within myself Mm. It's fascinating. I saw something online. I don't know if I've, we've ever discussed this, but it was, I think it's called OR, Observation, Action, um, Result. It's like this three-step thing, right? And so what, what it basically is saying is I observe some things, one, and then two is I take an action based on what I'm, I've observed. And then I get the three, I get a, a result. I don't like the result. So then I take a different action to try to get a different result. And then I don't like that result. And then I keep going back and forth with the action result, action result, action result. And what I'm forgetting is the how it started was my thought about what was really happening. Mm, yes. And I never considered that my thinking right. was might have been a little bit warped about right. what was truly happening because I made right. all this meaning about something right. that has nothing to do with what's actually happening, but based on how my past is still coloring my present. Oh my God. So good. So good. Um, I have a real life example of this. Oh my God. Tell me. So my mom used to say, it's you and me against the world. Uh, 
you're like she was adopted i was her only child my dad left i didn't have brother or sister like she didn't have brother or sister so it was like you're my only blood relative it's you and me against the world and now that i'm doing all this aca work i'm like realizing like wait in a way she was poisoning the well mm. and the well was the world and it's you and me against the world implies that I have to fight the whole world. Mm-hmm. I have to go out there every day and I have to put my armor on and I have to re- be ready to be scrappy and lie, cheat, steal, whatever I have to do because I have to fight the world. And like, it's one thing to poison the well of like a coworkers down the thing, but it's another thing to poison the well of the world. So... In that, like, I assume the worst and I have had friendships where the mind told me a story. I'm going on that story. I'm going, I'm going. We go sit down and I realize, oh, my God, this person's so loving and kind. Like, my story was so wrong. And here I am having this coffee. Like, just I've assumed that they have bad intentions. Wow. I really really identify thank you for that real world example um i like to say in seven that we all have our own theme songs and mine is they won't like me which is based on being verbally bullied when i was younger and that's the lens through which i look at the world they won't like me and so everyone likes me or i subconsciously consciously whatever make it a point that people like me you know, and that has kind of, for me, been the work, you know, of um, it's the noticing and then the ultimately being me versus me being a chameleon based on my thought of what you think of me. Right. Oh, my God. Exhausting. That, that is so good. And I feel like that is so much the essence of all the stuff that we're doing. And my song is I Will Survive, mm. which means I'm surviving. It means I'm always having to get up and survive and drudge. And that's so much work. It's exhausting, just like what you said. I don't have to survive. Wow. Um, so this this is exactly where we started, right? Like we're pure love, love bubbles. And then there's these other storylines based on, you know, who raised us, where we were, all of those things that then shift that story. Um, And then, you know, minus the drink and drug and other things, I get to look at these stories. And, you know, at at the base level for me, it's like judging a book by its cover. Like how many times have I walked into a meeting, saw somebody sitting up front who was going to share and like literally did an eye roll? Like, oh my God, I like know exactly what they're going to say. And then, you know, what happens usually what happens in my experience it's all experiential is that they share something that's so profound that i really needed to hear or they share my story and you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. those things it's it's the thinking versus the reality right or being in the moment like i've i've premeditated i prejudged i set up an expectation and now we got to follow that storyline even if there's evidence that doesn't support it as opposed to i'm just going to go sit in this meeting and be in the moment and like whatever somebody shares they share and what you know to get out of the mind which is like 
I just feel like it's the tallest order ever. And okay, you made me think of a couple of questions. Yes. So you started with, you know, the Course in Miracle and how it says like we're all born these beautiful children of God. And, you know, in AA, it says like we're born with bad wiring, like we're born alcoholics, but it also has the message of God is either everything or it's nothing. So where do you land on that? Like, were you born an alcoholic or were you born a perfect child of God without any flaws or defects? It's so I would say today in this now moment, I don't know. And what I do think, I don't know if there's a line. I don't really care if there's that line we crossed or whatever. Sometimes I hear in the rooms, like who gives a shit? Um, (laughs) But what I do know is that there vibrationally, when I'm not actually born and I'm conceived, I'm energetically already being downloaded with other things. It's right. Like science has shown us that, oh, were you a wanted pregnancy? What was your what was what kind of issues were was your mother like that has it's been shown that that does make a mark, mm-hmm. right? And so where it, I, I believe that I was conceived pure, right? Love, mm-hmm. you know, and that these vibrations, these traumas, these whatever we're calling them as I, as I go my path have marked and scarred me, right? To go back to this, like two people can heal, that are mm-hmm. awake and looking, you know, on their journey to playing their instruments can make beautiful music, right? As long as I practice my own music and then bring it and then work together to coordinate timing and all of that stuff to make something else, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know where the point is, but I do I do think today that there is a place of maximum healing and more fluidity and less resistance. Because I think for me going through life, minus a drink and drug and coming into program, there was a lot of resistance of what actually is and acceptance of it versus how I mm-hmm. think things should be, mm-hmm. which is the disconnection. It goes, it's in my brain versus my body is for me, that's the the disconnect. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. How about you? What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm definitely in a phase of um, of feeling like I was taking this message of you're born an alcoholic, your wiring's bad, to double down on the fact that I'm a bad person, um, that I'm different from people, and it's a victim mentality. Like I'll never be like others. And and now I'm more and more on the born perfect child of God. Like though what happened was there's software and I utilize things. It could have been an eating disorder. It could have been a gambling disorder. It happened to be drinking, right? Like I just believe that. And, and I'm with you on the conception part. What's so interesting is, you know, uh, many years ago when I was pregnant, I had an intuition that every thought I 
I was thinking during that pregnancy was my child's home. And so I need to be very cognizant, even though I was resentful at a best friend, even though I was resentful at my mother, I could not afford the luxury of those resentments and that I had to monitor every single thought as a loving, kind thought to make sure that I created a loving, kind home for the child inside me. So I love that you just, you know, did that with science. Okay, you just, this is literally tying everything up into a bow because there's the inner child, right? So if 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 I, I used to hear worrying is like, which are my thoughts, is like mm-hmm. praying for what I don't want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what it is, what is it then that I am thinking, right? Which you go goes back to what you would say is thoughts of love, right? Uh, because it's energetically that is bringing me more opening and presence versus what's wrong, what's missing, doom and gloom. Let's brace for impact. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, I'm going to read a quote from Marianne. Ooh. And it is, this is a really, uh, the first, okay, I'm just going to tell a funny story about the quote beforehand. Okay. One is I was at a children's conference. I was doing education. I don't know. Um, but the speaker, this older man got up there and said this quote. And I was like, oh, that's Marianne Williamson. That's amazing that this guy is doing it. Like, I'm down with this conference. It's great. And at the end, he quoted Nelson Mandela. And I was like, that's not Nelson Mandela. Mm. And then... Um, Another guy on the TV show Cribs, who was like on the 70s show, he was showing off his place and he had this huge quote that was Marianne Williamson quote that I'm going to read. And he was like, yeah, Nelson Mandela said that. Well, Nelson Mandela has given credit to Marianne Williamson. Like, yes, I said it. But at the time I said it was a Marianne Williamson quote. (laughs) But all these men only heard it once a man said it, which is really interesting. Wow. How amazing is it? I mean, it really sucks that that's the reality. (laughs) And just to be Marianne and to have Nelson quote her. Yeah. Right. It's kind of amazing. It's amazing. So enough of the drought. Here's the quote. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine. As children, we do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we liberate, as we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Wow, I love that. It's so beautiful. Thank you so much for reading that. It's like it's contagious, right? 
Right. It it makes me want to cry. And it does go back to like almost everything we've talked about today, which is it's a sin when I play small. I, I, I need to shine and give other people permission. You know, I relate to that, that thing, right? That contagious piece is which we, which I get to experience right from from all this 12 step work is that when i'm in a meeting and someone is truly authentic and shares rigorously honest it's like where it's there's that silence and there's that space i could hear a pin drop and then everyone else starts sharing yeah with that similar vibration you know what i mean Yes, I know exactly what you mean. And like you said earlier, too, a lot of times that happens from this newcomer. And you just go, that person has four months and they got behind their belly button and we're all talking from our fingertips. That's exactly it. I heard it from a a person with 13 days the other day. And I was like, yes. I thought you were like, I heard it from a 13 stepper. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was a So good. So good. Oh my gosh. I love you, Sam. I love you, Misty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And everyone else, just, you know, bitches, go call your sponsor. Sponsor. Call you sponsor. Sponsor. Call your sponsor. Call your sponsor. Send us an email with comments, questions, or concerns. BCY sponsor at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate five stars.